Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. WTLC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Wednesday, February the 7th, and it is National Black HIV Awareness Day. We're going to be hearing a lot more about that, including an interview with veteran actor and social activist Malik Yoba. Yep, he's going to be calling into the show. He's in town to moderate an HIV fireside discussion at Martin University just a few hours from now. That'll start. Uh, He'll be joining us in our second hour. In our first hour, in just moments from now, Dr. Tommy Brown and a special guest will help to get the conversation started. And speaking of getting a conversation started, let's bring in uh, our contributing analyst, James Patterson. Hey. hey, 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 welcome back. Oh, well, thank you. What's going on? What's new? Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> we were also going to get to some Black History Month stuff. But also, James, today, uh, at some point during the show, we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to next week's Legends of Gospel concert out at Clues Hall. So yeah. we want folks to stay tuned uh, for that opportunity as well. Hezekiah Walker, Donnie McClurk, and a whole Anthony Brown, all whole, just an all-star lineup uh, that we've been telling you about and you've been hearing about on the radio. So we'll get to more um, on that uh, a little bit later. But keep listening for your chance to win a couple of tickets to next week's Legends of Gospel talk concert. about legends, right? I mean, those three fit the bill. Uh, well, and there's more. There's more there than they <laughs> most certainly do. So let's go ahead, as, as I was saying, and bring in our uh, conversation again, because today is, uh, uh, let me see, let me get it correct. Today is National Black HIV Awareness Day, National Black HIV Awareness Day. And uh, here to share more about it is uh, Dr. our good friend and colleague, the always excellent Dr. Tommy Brown. Dr. Brown, how are you? I'm fine. I'm doing very well, and I'm glad to hear. I like James's introduction. It seems like he's coming off, coming out of the sky. And he's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 I hope I land, uh, I hope I land softly, uh, yeah. Dr. Brown. Yes. Oh, yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> you, got, you had a good landing. And, Dr. Brown, you uh, you brought with us a very distinguished guest who's going to be contributing to the conversation as well. Uh, she is from Roach Diagnostics, Dr. Tamar. And, Dr. Tamar, I'm going to have you uh, pronounce your, your last name so that I don't offend. Uh, so if you could share that with us. We're happy to have you with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tina. I'm so thrilled to be here, and thanks for the invitation. My last name is really difficult. Yeah, Yeah. Talitza. Talisa? Talitza, yeah. Talitza, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you can call me T. I don't mind. Okay. Well, I want to be respectful because you've uh, you've certainly distinguished yourself, uh, you know, quite well. I mean, my goodness, I was looking at your, uh, your LinkedIn page. Wow. Uh, you you do quite a bit. So so you are with Roach Diagnostics, correct? Yes. And so it says you're a disease area partner, strategy leader, Roach Medical and Scientific Affairs, uh, and um, a PhD candidate as well. So uh, MD, uh, uh, MPH, and uh, PhD. So 
in all of that, what is Roach's role in what we are drawing attention to today? What is Roach doing? Um, that's actually a great start, um, and thank you, um, mm-hmm. Tina, for the opportunity one, one, one more time to be here. So before I answer the question, um, I would like just take a very brief moment to introduce our company mm-hmm. and um, share our mission with the audience. Um, so Roche Diagnostics Corporation is actually a division of Roche. It's the world's largest biotechnology company dedicated to advancing science in pharmaceuticals, also in diagnostics that improves people's lives um, in the U.S. and globally because it's a global company. So uh, Roche Diagnostics develops and produces medical tests, digital tools, uh, and provides uh, healthcare professionals with really critical information, as you all agree, to help find the right treatment for the patient mm-hmm. um, to improve, prolong, and save lives, of course. Now, I will go back to your question, um, what, what we do in terms of the eliminating HIV, um, and that's actually uh, top of our priority um, as well. So, um, we actually have several things lined up uh, that we are doing for the years now. So I will give you, you know, a few examples. At our organization, we are dedicated to improving public health. That's number one. And one way we can achieve this is by working with the communities um, because this enables us to really support communities more broadly in understanding the importance of, for example, pre-exposure prophylaxis which many of you heard is the prevention medicine to prevent HIV acquisition. Uh, and I will be referring it as PrEP um, in a short, um, you know, in a short way. Um, also HIV screening and monitoring for potential breakthrough infections while on PrEP, which, um, which as I said, um, is a pre-exposure prophylaxis. Um, you can stop me also anytime if you have any questions. No, no, go, go, keep going, keep going. <laughs> you know, it's uh, so in 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 the fight and the battle against HIV. Uh, what is Roach's commitment there? So yeah, um, we actually, um, you know, this is number one that we are doing. You know, we are closely partnering with the uh, with the uh, community uh, community leaders communities. The other example will be that, for example, in 2021, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released the new guidelines for HIV screening um, for individuals that are on PrEP, which I said is the prevention remedy. Mm-hmm. So we're actually actively supporting and promoting the new guidelines uh, that was released by CDC um, for monitoring patients. So, for example, our efforts aiming at assisting healthcare providers to understand when and how to conduct HIV testing, including individuals who are taking prevention through various means that could be virtual webinars, in-person meetings. We also help healthcare providers to understand the rather complicated complicated testing algorithms. Additionally, we are developing continuing education courses for clinicians and laboratorians Mm -hmm. working in the HIV space. And of course, very importantly, we are engaged, as uh, I mentioned already, with community leaders to increase their awareness and uptake of PrEP uh, and um, also removing barriers to access to HIV testing because we are all hearing there are like, you know, a lot of challenges still around, unfortunately. So we provide information to 
uh, healthcare providers, insurers about broad coverage options to enable everyone to afford to be screened and receive care they deserve and they need, whether they are on HIV treatment or mm. pre-exposure prophylaxis. And furthermore, uh, we also try uh, our best to address stigma, unfortunately it's still around, and we cannot uh, not like acknowledge this. Um, and again, we do various activities for that, um, for like publishing on this topic, delivering targeting messages, messaging using various platforms. So I, I can go on and on. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, thank you for all you're doing. And, and you know, of course, on, on behalf of, of Roach, you know, for the longest, uh, Roach Diagnostics was associated with diabetes and diabetes. You know, they were they were leaders in that area, and I'm, I'm sure still very much to this day, but that's pretty much what it was always associated with. Um, so to know that Roach is, is, is so involved in um, HIV AIDS um, research and awareness and things of that nature and, and helping in the community awareness, that's, that is always good news to hear. So, Dr. Brown, the importance of a day like today, National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day, it, it couldn't be more important, especially in the African-American community. No, very true. Very true. And, uh, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to use her name. Uh, uh, Miss T, is that all right? Dr. T. Dr. Yes. T. Yes, okay. absolutely. <laughs> I like that. Dr. T. Mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 it, it, what you just said, uh, uh, Tina, it's very true. And, and Roach is bringing what has been described, I think, so eloquently, mm -hmm. is also the fact helping in regard to the minority, what one would say, we use that word so, the minority mm -hmm. community, but also the bilingual Hispanic community. Are we not in? Are we not increasing that, Doctor T? Yes, I was also going to mention it. We actually like one of the really uh, partnership that we are most proud is our recent support for the Minority Health Coalition uh, for HIV education and testing, um, along with keeping yes the bilingual efforts in reaching the Hispanic mm -hmm. community. So we are really thrilled to be part of this um, initiative. Yeah, and the initiative is is a collaboration. Uh, you know, Absolutely. and we don't want to we don't want to leave out the uh, Marion County Minority Health Coalition because they do a lot of good work throughout Marion County, and and that's uh, Dr. Brown, who you are working closely with as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, so how is uh, how is today going to go, Dr. Brown? I know we have uh, shortly uh, once he clears the uh, clears the airport. Uh, actor, uh, well known actor, veteran actor uh, Malik Yoba, who's going to be uh, at four thirty starting at 4.30, moderating uh, a fireside conversation about just this. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be unique, and we're you know, asking people to come mm -hmm. and, and, and interact. It's, it's not going to be the kind of, um, i got to be careful I say this, sophisticated. It's mm -hmm. going to be open to the community and, and how important it is to pay attention to the HIV. I call it, uh, it's a new epidemic. It's not a new epidemic, correction, mm -hmm. Brown. It's an epidemic that has increased in my female communities. Mm. Correct, Dr. T? Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah, uh, James, and, and, uh, feel, feel free. One, one, okay. one, one, one thing to, to add here, too, um, yes. that it's becoming like, you know, it's an epidemic, but at the same time, it's becoming like forgotten disease. And that's what, like, you know, worries a lot of, you know. Yes, uh, that's a good uh, point. Healthcare mm -hmm. providers, like younger generation, they don't talk about this anymore. It's kind of, you know, mm -hmm. 
yeah, we need to raise awareness more and more. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it, it seems like it's the same thing with the, you know, although COVID and, and, and HIV AIDS are different, but it seems like once the emergency is more or less wrestled down to the ground, you know, the, 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 the emergency is wrestled down, you're right, then, then people tend to forget about the seriousness of the disease and the fact that, hey, it's still out there in, in numbers that are disturbing, almost epidemic, and we got to, you know, we got to get that under control. Uh, James, I'm sorry, go ahead. You can jump in here. Yeah, Tina, and I hope I got this right. Is it Dr. Talisa? Do I have that it, right? Just, Dr. T, she oh, said yeah, it's good. Yeah, you actually pronounced it really well. Thank you, yes. Oh, Talisa. I did. Okay, hey. Yeah, Dr. Talisa. That's a hit I didn't think I was going to get. Maybe mm-hmm. I got the first base, but. Yeah, you did. You, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you, Dr. Talisa, about, you guys just mentioned this, about the the prevalence of the disease and, and how it has grown, as you just mentioned. What, how prevalent is it through our society? Can you give us numbers, at least in the city of Indianapolis mm-hmm. or state of Indiana or Marion County, something to let us know how, you know how bad this is on the National Black HIV Awareness Day? Yeah, um, so I am, I'm actually based in um, D.C., um, and in general, as we know, that we still have like about one, in general in the U.S., we have about 1.2 million uh, cases uh, of HIV. That's the prevalence. But more, more alarming is that we have about 34,000 plus new cases every uh, every year. And even more uh, shocking is that out of this number, 20% are young individuals. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying that it's, um, it's kind of, you know, becoming forgotten disease as we see. Yeah, yeah. so uh, the 34, is that a spike? Is that is that more than uh, in previous years? Has Is it growing? You know, this is really hard to mention, like say, because of the COVID. It's kind mm. of stagnated in my eyes. It's not really going very low, like, you know, of this number or very high of that number. It's like the same, you know, at the same level. At the same time, we should not forget that we have fantastic treatment on the market, right, where you can uh, suppress HIV viral load so it's no longer transmitted. And also we have great uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis, like prevention medicine, that you can take it. And there are a lot of choices now. You can take every day. You can take every two months, like as an injection. And importantly, which I call actually gateway, whether, like, it's testing. We have fantastic Mm -hmm. testing that you can... It's a gateway whether you're linking the patient to or like you know to care if they are HIV positive or to the prevention. We meet. We need to be testing and testing, testing, testing. You know for mm. um, yes. to, to really tackle the disease. Yeah, D- Dr. T. Last question for me, and I'm glad you mentioned testing because the last time that Dr. Brown was on, we had this discussion. I think it was last week. Yeah, we had this discussion about testing and just clear this up for me just clear it up for me because we see all these ads on tv about it's non-detectable for hiv patients get this cocktail non-detectable you're good as long as you take that cocktail um and i'm just wondering can that i mean if 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 they slip in and slip past security and 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 give blood um, and not to alarm everybody, because, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Brown assured us that, that it can be detected if somebody is HIV positive, no matter how many cocktails they take. Is is that correct? 
Um, the, what is the question? If you pass that number um, that CDC says that should be under certain number of the viral load, yes, that's correct. That person, if, if I understood the question right. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, can, you can find it if it's there, right? Even if they're right. taking the cocktails and the repetition yes. has been has been seat, has been halted. You can still you can still find that they're HIV positive. That's all I really was asking. Yes, as long as we call it undetectable, and I think it's under 300 uh, mil per, like you know 300 copies per mil, then we can like you know say that this is undetectable. Um, so that there is not to worry about about the transmission. Is that what you ask me? Yes, I, I certainly would. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay, we have a caller uh, who has a question. William, go ahead. How are you? Uh, how are you, Ms. Tina? Mm-hmm. Your guest, Ms. T. Uh, I, I um, were watching TV, and they have these commercials coming up with these two black guys kissing each other <laughs> and with the uh, captation that if you take the pill, you could do anything you want to do. That is misleading the black community and it's defeating the purpose of, of bringing down the amount of AIDS patients in the black community. If you get it in your mind that you can do anything you want to, just as long as you take a pill, what happens if you start forgetting to take the pill? <laughs> does, that render the, does that render the treatment ineffective? We, we should do something to make sure that that particular ad is uh, an information concerning HIV it's to the strongest point to stop the young people from engaging in the activities that will cause them to be infected with HIV in the first place. Um, Dr. Dr. Brown or, or Dr. Talitza, um, anyone want to? You know, I, I think a, a, another question to, uh, you know, and, and you can certainly respond to William's question, uh, but William's question prompted another question for me, and that is in the marketing of these, these drugs, because that's what they are, the marketing of the drugs, um, the, the target audience clearly is uh, same-sex uh, couples, basically same-sex males. How are you going to get the message across to um, African-American females when a lot of the drug companies are marketing and targeting uh, same-sex males? And are same-sex males still the highest population uh, so to speak, or, or what have you, or is there a reason why the drug companies are marketing primarily to uh, same-sex males? Because that is that is the bulk of a lot of those commercials that William is talking about. And I, I'm just thinking of the, yes, the marketing I, I and go, the message. Yeah, I will actually answer uh, William's question. I, first of all, William, I appreciate um, you asking this question. We actually, mm-hmm. um, I mentioned this uh, earlier about stigma, right? We mm-hmm. need mm-hmm. to take like every action possible and uh, every step possible to prevent stigma. That's exactly what, what like, you know, why stigma is around because we're mm-hmm. labeling some, some people and this mm-hmm. is so incorrect in general. So I'm not talking about any pharmaceuticals or any, um, any it's my personal opinion also, but Within Roche last year, we also published a paper 
called shifting HIV focus from at-risk population to at-risk behavior. Because this is not like, you know, for example, African-Americans disease or gay disease or IVDU, like, you know, people that inject drugs disease, right? You may be like, you know, a perfect individual, not like, you know, not doing um, anything wrong, like nothing is wrong, what I just listed, but you have one intercourse and you may not prevent yourself, right, for, from getting HIV and like get HIV. On the other hand, we can like, you know, see I in, like an intravenous drug user, like you know, never sharing needles and never gets disease, right? So how can we not acknowledge that? So my point is, HIV, anyone can get HIV. Mm-hmm. And we should be very clear with the messaging. We want to make even more um, activities moving forward. Uh, we're doing actually as much as we can, but even more, of course, um, to focus on the, that language matters, messaging matters. Okay. And so my question then regarding the drug manufacturers the the makers of the drugs they continue to market primarily to uh same-sex couples males uh and if the crisis lies or there's a looming crisis within um the straight or the straight female black female population especially the black population how is how is messaging going to get to that population of concern no can I chime in now, Tina? Yes, yes. Well, I'll, yes, by all <laughs> means, yes. Okay. No, and uh, and I like I like Dr. T's presentation coming mm-hmm. from what I would say the scientific community. Mm-hmm. One of the initiatives that we're doing here is to get a messaging coming from the faith-based communities. And in regard uh, in regard to the faith-based communities, and I'm speaking at this particular point in regard to what we would say the African American uh, community. And, and that dynamic is to make our communities from the faith-based institutions more aware of HIV, not being what you say a gay, but it's an experience of our mm-hmm. behavior with one another tied into the passing of fluids. One is sex. Yeah, yeah. The other is also a lot of, uh, a lot of drug users. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that going on. I don't want to go into details, but we're trying to get the faith community to do just what you're saying we need to do in educating our communities and getting persons tested. Now we're able to get tested and 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 like the there are institutions that provide free testing and then keep it in confidentiality to help that person be able to manage their whole physical mm-hmm. situation in a positive way and to be constantly aware of whatever their behavior be, be it sexually, be it drugs, uh, be it whatever we do that transmits this because a lot of what I'm finding out mm-hmm. since I started back in 1978, 79, the stigma has is still there within our faith communities. Now, to get into the discussion of that, that's a whole nother kind of discussion. Mm-hmm. But that stigma is there. And uh, so consequently, the faith initiative is, is to educate, make people aware of the need to inform their children or inform their colleagues 
but make them aware that we need to start doing testing because it's out there. Yeah, yeah. And Big Pharma, uh, you know, well, yeah, yeah, testing. So the messaging needs to be testing. Is that what you're saying, more testing? Is that that a big part of it? Yes, uh, and I would say, is that very true, Dr. T? Absolutely. I can't agree more. As I mentioned, and I want to repeat this, testing actually is the gateway, like a main point Mm -hmm. to identify someone if HIV infected, connect to care, to have him or her or they suppressed, like virally suppressed, or if they are HIV negative, to connect to the pre-exposure prophylaxis, like prevention care. And then again, you need testing, right? Whether you are HIV positive or on pre-exposure medicine, you you should continue testing Mm -hmm. to make sure you are not transmitting this virus. And like, yeah, I can't really uh, stress this enough, and I appreciate giving me another opportunity to highlight testing importance. Yeah, James? Uh, just one quick question, Tina. I, I don't know how much time we have with the, with the doctor, Talisa, but um, when you guys were mentioning testing, and, and I like what she and Dr. Brown had to say about the, you know, it's it just the coincidence of it. I mean, you can, it can happen if, if people are out there and they get with a partner not knowing everything about that partner. I was wondering, too, because uh, we do see also commercials, as, as William was talking about, about uh, – uh, contraceptives and will contraceptives particularly in males the male contraceptives uh, one of the, the major ones without being too specific will that stop the transmission of uh you know fluids with aids uh, the aids virus in them would that would that do so hello uh, yeah, the question was uh, contraceptives alone. Um, is that is that the, to... is that the key there? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I oh. thought I was talking and it was muted. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that yeah. happens. That happens a lot. Believe you me. Yeah, yeah. We know. Like, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's actually a great question. It depends also on the contraception, right? Uh, it's not the hundred percent guaranteed, right? And it could be like breakthrough of the contraception or, um, you know, some, some like, you know, some, something else. So ideal will be some other remedies or combination. Um, but in terms of the taking pre-exposure prophylaxis, that we can say easily that from sexual transmission, like effic- it's efficacious, like over 95%. So you're kind of covered, you know, if you're still not 100. So nothing yeah. is really 100, but... Um, yeah. yeah, whatever a person can do, yeah. whether it's contraception um, or, yeah, we should or, encourage or, that. Or the drugs or the cocktail. So if you're or saying if you do them. Or the combination, you, right. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. You, you say if you, if you do them in tandem, if you do both, then, then that's, that's your pretty. Yeah, is it, they're, they're, they're all yeah, I'm not tools. I'm really promoting both. I'm, I'm just saying it, you know, it's, it's people's choices also, right? Since, like I said, it's maybe not 100%, right? Yeah, you you yeah. want to be, like, extra cautious, so it's, it's person's choice. But in general, pre-exposure prophylaxis currently on the market, like medication, they are very efficacious. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the many tools in the toolbox uh, that, yeah. that you create yeah. as a result of your increased education 
um, about uh, the the spread and the virus itself. So one, one of many tools, uh, and the, mm. the prime one being, uh, it sounds like test and testing and testing education, of course, but testing, um, which it sounds like that that's uh, that's the that's the word of the day. Uh, so um, so Dr. Brown, this conversation that's going to be taking place uh, this afternoon, what are you hoping uh, comes about as a result? Okay, what I'm hoping is intensifying Tina the awareness the awareness mm-hmm. just like we're having this conversation just think about it this is not discussed with the with the intent of making people aware and when I use the word aware I'm talking about educating folk getting them out of their fear structures or or, or, or like getting rid of the barriers for us not to deal with the realities and, and the fact that our, not just our young people, I think Dr. T can agree with me, it's not just with the young. You, uh, you, when you once reach 60 or 70, you may still be active, whichever way. So the whole thing is to bring a more of awareness and putting it in the minds and the hearts of our communities mm-hmm. to be more aware and to protect ourselves by getting tested. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a tough platform that you put in front of the faith community. But I look at HIV just like I look at the hepatitis C and all the various uh, uh, things that are taking place. These viruses are alive. We, we're dealing with COVID, and it's mutating. It's changing its faces. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I could use that. Yeah. Yeah. And as as so many um, diseases and conditions, this uh, disproportionately affects and impacts the African-American community, Um, you know, for a number of reasons. So what especially um, can we share with the African-American community? And particularly females, especially females. Yeah, with females. So what can we you know, what's a special message for for the females in the African? Because, again, uh, this is National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day, and so uh, the day of recognition and acknowledgement in ways the ep- epidemic disproportionately affects um, our communities, especially our women. Uh, so is if you had any one particular message uh, for today in observance of this day, what would what would that be, uh, Dr. T? Um, yeah, my message will be uh, along the same lines, awareness um, that also that stigma has no place uh, in our society. So we need to fight it and not like, you know, do everything what is good for us. And also that anyone can be affected with HIV. So um, testing, 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 be aware um, about the HIV it's out there. And it also has no place. In, in 21st century when we have great testing, great treatment, um, as well as great um, prevention remedies. So no reason. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. uh, got time yeah, for I one mean, Yeah, one more. Oh, did you have a question, James? We got time for one yeah, more. Yeah, just, yeah, just real quick, Tina, mm-hmm. um, uh, because Dr. Brown, his um, he, the campaign sort of is aimed at the faith community, and I'm wondering if, I mean, it, I, I just ran across my mind, so I thought I'd put it out there. Is abstinence, abstinence in the faith community? I mean, how, 
how does that work? Would, would, you, would that go hand in hand? Would that be one therapy that you could suggest or one um, remedy for this problem? You asking me that, aren't you, Jane? <laughs> I am indeed, sir. I, I, I love it. Uh, that's a good, we call it in, in academia, or let's theological academics, we call it ethics. And, and uh, if I, I could say, yes, abstinence is always the proof. But we're now in a kind of free uh, consciousness of, uh, I ops, I, I'm not a Catholic priest, but I, I, I run with a lot of them, and one of their teachings is abstinence. But, and with I interact with some of my nuns, it's abstinence. But it's not abstinence from not getting something. It's abstinence in regard to acquiring more of your spiritual purity. Now, James, we can get in that discussion another way. <laughs> another day, too, maybe, huh? <laughs> but go ahead. But, no, the, the, the whole thing is with our young people. And I know Dr. T would be, it's very important with our very young people, and even some babies are being born with it because their their beloved mothers didn't even know they had it. Mm. So the yeah. impact is pushing getting tested mm-hmm. at the same time making folk not be fearful of mm-hmm. getting the test because basically if I'm right, Doctor, it's just swapping. Mm. Yes. It, it's it's a cute little way. I wish we could find out about cancer as simple as we can as HIV. Yeah, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Uh, Mr. Russell, uh, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Jane, a good program. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, it, I think it's important, and, and I think it kind of leads to your one of your questions about the importance of having this uh, exposure because it. I think there's kind of a perception that uh, that HIV age is no longer a threat, and that's not a good perception because it is still a threat. In terms of what's going on in the community uh, health-wise, I know uh, usually if you go to a uh, doctor's appointment or whatever, whatever, they take your temperature to find out if you've been in, in uh, any contact with anybody that uh, has the COVID, you know. But the uh, HIV-AIDS is kind of thrown on the back burner. So I'm glad to see that this program is, is being held and it is uh, coming back to the uh front burner so to speak i think that uh i think your pre- one of your previous callers uh was it william per- uh, perhaps that mentioned about behavior and mm-hmm. discipline and all of that i think that uh this is important in so many phases of life and uh so i i, I just wanted to say that uh, i think it's good that uh, this program is coming to the awareness to the forefront again yeah are you going out to martin this afternoon mr russell I won't be able to get out there this afternoon, but uh, well, I think it is important to to spread it to people. That, absolutely, so yeah. that they'll know about. And another thing, you know, uh, along those lines, you, a lot of people forget that uh, uh, some celebrities that have been afflicted with the HIV/AIDS, you know, they no longer talk about it either. Such as Magic Johnson. I mean, you would never know that that he had had that emergency back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I think it points to the importance of, of bringing it back to the forefront. All righty. Well, thank you, Mr. Russell, yeah. and appreciate it. And in, 
speaking of bringing it back to the forefront this afternoon starting at 4:30 Martin University um actor uh, Malik Yoba is going to be moderating a fireside conversation uh in observance of today National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day it is free it is open to the public it is at Martin University from 4:30 to 7:30 everyone is encouraged to attend um you know, Dr. Brown and uh, Dr. T uh, and James, I have to share with you, there was a caller a couple of days ago when we were talking about this. Uh, and, you know, I guess because it's National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day, she said, I'm white. Can I still come? And I said, you know, I said, I'm going to make an executive decision here and I'm going to speak on behalf of Martin University, the, the Health Coalition and everybody else. I'm going to say yes, by all means. And, and if you want to bring some folks with you, it is open to any and everybody. So, yeah. Um, and I want to make that clear. Yes, it is observance of National Black HIV and AIDS Awareness Day, but any and all are welcome. That's uh, a yes, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Dr. T, uh, Dr. Brown, in, in, before we have to let you go, anything else you want to add? Uh, hello? Yeah, um, I'm just so grateful mm-hmm. uh, you made my day today. So, I, you know, once again, there is no place for HIV here. So awareness is number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I uh, I appreciated the previous comment, actually, about going to the doctor's office. And HIV has mm-hmm. never been asked anymore or tested for. Mm-hmm. So for women that you just asked me also, my, my last, message is that please you ask your healthcare provider to be tested for HIV. Wow, that's a good point. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. Dr. T, thank you. Uh, and Dr. Brown, as always, thank you. And uh, we're going to scoot out of here and pay for some some uh, some lights around here and uh, yeah, yeah. and come back. And then we look forward to our visit a short time from now with, uh, with, with Malik Yoba. So both of you, thank you so very much. And congratulations on this event today. It sounds like it's going to be a great one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Brown. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we'll be back with more Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson, today. Uh, James, as we said at the top and as our last segment uh, indicated, today is National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. We are awaiting um, a segment coming up sometime in the second hour uh, with actor Malik Yoba. Uh, wow, he's he's a heavy man. I was looking at his body of work online mm-hmm. and he is a working actor you know in every sense of the word every sense of that phrase he has been on a number of things but we're you know we're really looking forward to uh, to speaking with him and and how he plans to handle uh this this very very important conversation so yeah um, yeah we're going to get back to that uh, shortly but right now um as i was saying at the top of the show we got a couple of tickets to give away and uh speaking of the Legends of Gospel Concert, we are going to be live. Our show is going to be live on Friday. Found this out the other day. Uh, Friday uh, afternoon, well, Friday afternoon, Community Connection will be live at Clues Hall at Butler University. Now, no, the event is not until the 15th, but we're just going to be out there uh, encouraging people to hurry up and get your tickets because we suspect 
that this show may be selling out fairly quickly. So we're just going to be, you know, in the box office in the lobby there, Clues Hall, and um, talking to some folks and, and doing our regular show, but, you know, strongly encouraging folks to come on out and enjoy the Legends of Gospel. Uh, this will be a nice kickoff to uh, uh, All-Star Week and All-Star uh, Weekend. Uh, so, uh, well, All-Star Week will kick off Monday, but you know what I'm saying. We, we can claim it, right? We can claim it. Pre-All-Star Week. Pre, well, <laughs> it, it's, it's in the middle of the week, but I'm saying pre-All-Star Weekend. Let's say that, okay, because the weekend yeah. is, the game is the 18th, and so this is on Thursday the 15th. Oh, I thought you meant our, you were talking about the show on Friday. Okay. Oh, you're the show on the, Friday. Yeah, the show on Friday. Yeah. I don't know if that's a kickoff as much as, it, it could be, I guess. I never thought about that. I'm talking I about just, the, Yeah, the, I, I was know. Just, it could be, yeah. I was maybe just not. talking about the Legends of God show which will kick off oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, all-star absolutely. NBA all-star weekend yes, yes, um, yes absolutely and you know it's kind For of like real. in the tradition that we've always had with the uh, expo and classic uh, where the uh, everything all of the events start with a, a you know a faith-based event and they end with the faith-based event you know so um, yeah yeah which is great is very good very good great foundation to, to get things mm-hmm. going on the right uh, on the right foot so the tenth caller, the tenth caller, caller number ten to the number three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight will win a pair of tickets to see the Legends of Gospel at Clues Hall, Clues Hall, February fifteenth, twenty twenty four, seven p.m. featuring Marvin Sapp, Donnie McClurkin, Hezekiah Walker, Anthony Brown, Fred Hammond. You know what? What a lineup! What a lineup! You know, you heard us uh, last week. Uh, we talked live with uh, Hezekiah Walker. He was in L.A. Uh, for the Grammys, and uh, just a delightful conversation. He's going to be there. We don't know who's going to open. We don't know who's going to finish, uh, who's going to close. Uh, that's always uh, uh, yeah. those three, right? Uh, yeah, well, right. The, there's there's Fred Hammond, Anthony Brown, Hezekiah Walker, okay. Donnie McClurkin, right. and Marvin Sapp. Yeah. So there's five. There's five, okay. and it starts at seven. It's not going to be over at eight, y'all, so don't even plan on it. It's not going to be over at eight because we have a dynamite lineup, just an all-star lineup. Speaking of all-stars, uh, all-stars of gospel, the legends of gospel, Marvin Sapp, Donnie McClurkin, Hezekiah Walker, Anthony Brown, and Fred Hammond. And that is no particular order. That's just who the guests will be. We will find out the order, I guess, when we get there, right? Because Dion and uh, Karen... Dion Levingston and Karen Vaughn were in studio last week, and they were last Friday, uh, and uh, they were trying to get it out of uh, uh, Bishop Walker, uh, who was going to start, who was going to close, who was in the middle, and he was very diplomatic about it. Do you remember that, James? He did not yeah. say <laughs> he wasn't going to say what the order was going to be, only to come and have a good time. And the order will be what it's going to be. So yeah, he said he was going to have practice with them, with with everyone. You know, he was out there for the Grammys. He was going to mm-hmm. be having practice shortly after then, mm-hmm. and so then then they would know. But I, I don't think that he had that he said he was going to release that to the public. Who who would go first of of those five? And then and, who's going to bring it home? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is going to bring it home? We don't. We will know. We will know. But yeah. um, but again, uh, just a just an absolutely marvelous time planned out there at Clues Hall on February fifteenth, seven o'clock. Uh, do we have we do have a winner so as soon as uh, AJ gets all that information uh, we, we have a winner okay we got a winner so you don't need to call but if you still want to try to get a couple of free tickets we're going to be giving some away tomorrow 
another pair tomorrow. And uh, when we go out to Butler, uh, out to Clues Hall on Friday, why not? We'll just we'll give another pair away on Friday. So you still have a chance to win uh, one day for the rest of this week. Uh, the tickets for today are gone. They are gone. We do have a winner. We're going to announce that winner uh, uh, very shortly. So, James, whew, uh, what I a know. week it has been. Um, what a week <laughs> so far. Yeah. This is Wednesday. And it's, it's, this yeah, is Wednesday. It's, it's not even quite half over yet. Uh, well, no, we're right at the we're on we're at hump day. So, I always know yeah. Wednesday take out the trash because uh, it's trash day is Thursday. So, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> yeah, odd odd thing. But um, just a lot going on on the on the national front. A lot going on locally. Mm. My goodness, the shootings, the shootings, the shootings. Yeah. And how many times eight, do we have to eight. get into? Th- no, eight, what? eight people shot since four o'clock yesterday, two dead. Mm-mm-mm. And n- no one knows a rhyme or reason. I mean, who knows? You know, who, yeah. who knows why people are doing this and, yeah. and taking lives and, and naming folks? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, who it knows? just hasn't stopped. And I'm telling you that, you know, those who uh, were of the mindset that, well, we need a new chief of police, well, Guess what? That ain't helping. And he's not one. done a acting, thing. Acting chief, yep. Christopher you know, Bailey, Bailey. That's, that doesn't seem to be slowing it down. No, no, no. Uh, but, you know, they if if anything, they're getting bolder. Walking into yeah. a gym and starting just starting shooting? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, men and women go into a gym. And, and by the way, one of the two Chippy. fatalities was... A, a woman, at least, mm-hmm. um, it was a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so women's lives are being taken, and, and apparently the the takers of those lives just don't care. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't seem but, uh, to. to go into a gym. That's you know, people are going there to exercise. I mean, what 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 goes on? Somebody explain to us what what what's up with that? Well. I don't know what you can say. Dude, uh, we're gonna we're gonna announce the winner in just a minute of the ticket. Oh, yeah. you, you got him. You got him. Yeah, I oh, got yeah. the winner. Okay. Uh, she did not want to go on air. Oh, she did. She don't want to share her ticket. She didn't want to go on air, but she <laughs> did want to want to give herself a shout out. So we're gonna give her the shout out. Well, the winner well. is Darlene Hooks. Shout out to Darlene Hooks. It oh, is she... her birthday this Saturday. Oh, wonderful. is the 10th, wonderful. and she's caller number 10. Look at that. <laughs> birthday on the 10th and caller number 10. All right. Well, congratulations to you. Uh, she didn't want her name out here? She just didn't want to be on air. Oh, she didn't want to come on air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to come on air. Well, I was just going to mention her name. I thought she didn't want her name mentioned. Okay. Mm-hmm. Darlene, congratulations. You are going to see the Legends of Gospel at Clues Hall. And happy birthday to you. What a nice birthday gift. There we go. All right, anybody want to join Darlene? Keep listening. Keep listening to Community Connection because we got two more to give away tomorrow and another couple to give away on Friday when we are literally there at the box office. So <laughs> we will yeah. we will be giving these uh, giving these tickets away. So um, so there we have it. Yeah, but uh, I, that's the first thing I thought about because it's there was a you know those strings of just shooting, shooting, murder, shooting. You know the, the, those the, it, it started all over again. And there was, I mean, it's the same pattern, and it has nothing to do right now. We can't say that it has anything to do with who the chief of police is. Yeah. And you know what, Tina? I mean, people have changed their behavior. I, I, I mean, I've I just been talking to my neighbors. I mean, I, I don't you know, know everything, and I don't 
say to my neighbors or the people in my circle, the people I come in contact with, the people I come in mm. contact with by chance at the store or something, know everything. Mm. But I do know that uh, many of the people that I've talked to have changed their behavior. They don't go out as much. They, they, they definitely don't stay out as late. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking about not all, but the people who are being impacted by this, it's happening in broad daylight. But I think it has changed the behavior of, of people who just they, – they, they see crazy stuff going on, and they just they, – mm-hmm. they change their lifestyle, and they're just more homebound now. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they just don't do as much as they might have done or been as, as um, outgoing as they w- once were. Well, in a lot of ways, it's the wild, wild west. We've talked about this, too, because you have social media, which is the wild, wild west. That's why they were they keep getting called into Congress, although I don't know how much is being done as far as regulation. But a lot of these so-called beefs uh, are are born and and cultivated on social media. And then you have a, a problem specific to the state of Indiana. Everybody and anybody wants a gun can get one. Uh, yeah. You know, the the state legislature has just basically, you know, taken the gloves off and said, well, everybody go get a gun. And, you know, people that aren't even supposed to have guns now are saying, well, you know, they're, they're mistakenly believing that they are allowed uh, to have a gun. So when you've got a, uh, a loosening gun culture uh, and an out of control uh, social, social media, media. culture, uh, I don't know how many I don't know of any police chief that can do a whole lot about that uh, uh, on a good day. So no, it, uh, th- that's a lot. That's an awful lot to have to, to, to police and to deal with. And it, it's going to take our lot. You know, we're, I hate to keep saying the same thing, but we, we got to vote some people in that are seriously, seriously going to do something about gun. About, about gun laws. And then, too, uh, also, it, I think the communities, the communities, the communities can do a lot more. It's tougher in places where, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not downing people who rent or who live in apartments because, Lord knows, I lived in them for many years. Um, but it, it, where you have a sense of community, where people know people on either side of them, they, they know the people in their building, they know the people down the street, they, they know them. That seems, you know, that seems to me a little, uh, they, they have less less of the of, of of crime and attacks and shootings because there that that's the defense against it you know uh, joining together with each other uh, or one another and um you know having a, a uh, you know i'm not, not saying like a crime watch but that that's a lot of it but being able to watch out for the person next to you to watch what's going on to mm-hmm. watch something that you see as unusual that you don't see every day that's that's what it's going to take and in some neighborhoods, I don't know if that's possible, especially like in a because people today they don't. I mean, some people they don't really care to know you. <laughs> Just put it out there. Well, there's a they lack of they don't trust anybody. They think someone. Yeah. So I don't want. I don't want to get to know them. All they want to do is come over here and get in my business. They just want. They just they're nosy. They just want to know. I, for one like the nosy neighbor, the Gladys Kravitz type uh, from 60s television, because they look after your stuff. They look after your head. You know, they want to know everything that's going on. And I mean, you know, I don't care. I don't have any business. So, you know, I, that, that's not anything that I, I tend to, to base my um, decisions on. But um, I have befriended a couple in my neighborhood, a couple, of, and everybody, everybody knows them. They like, they're, oh, they're so exactly, nice. and people know you, and they and they so, know me. But yeah, I, if you yeah. know them and they know you, and mm-hmm. they see something that's 
looks out of line, they're gonna let you, you know. know. Mm-hmm. They're gonna let you know. Yeah. yeah. But that that's not the mindset of, of a lot of people coming in. They want to stay to themselves and don't want you to know what they're doing. And then that's fine. I'm, but uh, I, I like that, allies. I like for folks to, you know, I like for us to be somebody, somewhat of an ally. You got to have an ally everywhere you go. And, and then that computer they have in their hands. That handheld that, computer. To me, that, that mm-hmm. has taken the, the place of personal relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, but it does, it, it does change. I mean, because they're, you know, like they're, I think you, you do think twice about going places, James. You do. Yeah. You um, do. And, and I've noticed that, that my, my two are millennials and they, you know, they'll think about something. They're like, nah, uh, you know, yeah. they, they will say, I said, oh my goodness, neither one of them are 30 yet. Uh, one is getting ready to be 29, but uh, they, you know, they they'll shake their heads and say, "I'll do something else," because you never yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, look at five or ten years ago, Tina. They mm-hmm. might not. Have. They might say, "Oh, no. you know, let's 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 go." You mm-hmm. know, my my friend's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Let, let let's go. Let's do it. They're very selective. I know one of them. One of my my two young adults uh, chooses to go out earlier. Uh, when they do go out, they with their friends or just in, in general, they go early. Uh, yeah. which is uh, different uh, because they said that, you know, the crazies start coming out after a certain time and I want to be home by, you know, X, Y, and Z time. And That's I'm like, right. well, y'all tell me, you know, you tell me what I need to do. So, cause they, they have that. But uh, so anyway, yeah, James, the, uh, the, the, the Dodge city atmosphere around here just continues. Oh, 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 speaking of atmosphere. Um, I don't know if I, I think I sent that to you. Uh, but today, today, February 7th, uh, there, the mayor and uh, DPW are going, well, the mayor announced that today DPW was going to be doing a pothole blitz. Did you get that? Uh, no, I didn't get that. I, uh, I was looking at some of your other. I thought I sent you the me. pothole blitz. Anyway, it says advisory. Mayor, mayor Hawk said NDDPW to accelerate road mm-hmm. repair with the pothole blitz. Early arrival of hot mix asphalt will boost the fight against potholes. It says uh, this was sent yesterday. So tomorrow, which is today, Indiana Mayor Joe, uh, Indianapolis Mayor Joe Hawk said will join NDDPW and AFSCME uh, municipal employees. Uh, leadership to announce the early opening of hot mix asphalt plants, delivering critical materials as NDDPW crews ramp up pothole patching efforts on streets. Now, with the rising temperatures, Wednesday's arrival of hot mix asphalt will be the earliest in memory, giving NDDPW crews a crucial window to make longer-lasting fixes to road conditions in the middle of the winter. Now, while crews have been using cold mix asphalt to fill potholes during colder weather, Hot mix asphalt provides a longer lasting solution to filling uh, potholes. And so this was announced uh, this morning at 10 o'clock at 5102 East uh, 16th Street. And city officials discussed the early opening of asphalt plants, hot asphalt plants to aid in street maintenance efforts. And I have to tell you, on my way uh, into work today, um, I had a contractor, uh, you know, that came to my house this morning. So I was a little bit later than I normally am. But um, I I was like, well, what's going on? Is there a a run or a walk or whatever? Because I was trying to get off on an exit ramp or two. And the city, they had already blocked them up. But a a lot of those ramps, the exit ramps are are into downtown. And IMPD and the city had so many of them blocked off. They were already working on uh, these potholes. And I got to believe that part of the blitz, even though weather and all this other stuff lines up, 
But I got to believe that part of this blitz is direct correlation to All-Star Week, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Which absolutely. kicks off in earnest next Monday, well, Sunday or Monday. So uh, they are working like the Dickens. I had to go, uh, see, one, two, three, four. I had to go like six blocks north to come south to get downtown. Uh, and it, not at an exit ramp, but to get down here. Uh, around all of the different, so they are blitzing. I will say they are out there blitzing at least uh, in the um, the area that I came into this morning because I I had to remember what was going on. Yeah. I couldn't remember. And I, and I, I absolutely agree with that. I noticed a a, a, a thoroughfare. Or mm-hmm. the, if I said the name of the of the street, uh, you would know what I'm. People would know what I'm talking about, and they'd also know what area I live in. But so I got. But I will say I noticed even yesterday mm-hmm. that that potholes were filled on that street, and the day before I had to come there, and there was like an obstacle course. So they are blitzing. So good for them. Yeah. But you know that 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 map's got a lot of. You know, what they're trying to do is get the downtown. You know, yes, you know, you know, they're getting downtown. We've had callers and saying. Uh-uh. You know, this yeah, this can't stand when we've got the, yeah, got the basically the whole world coming, coming here to look here at the looking at us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think that it's we're we're uh, in terms of reports and I want to encourage people to keep reporting, keep calling the mayor's action line because from what I understand the last time I checked there were upwards of 3900 potholes that have been yeah. reported in Indianapolis and Marion County. Uh let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with more community connection right after this. WTOCAM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. James, at the top of the show, uh, we started off today talking about National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. Uh, And we uh, had said that uh, this afternoon, um, about two and a half hours from now, uh, there's going to be a fireside conversation over at Martin University. It's going to be moderated by uh, none other than uh, acclaimed actor, widely acclaimed actor, uh, Malik Yoba. Well, James, he is with us right now. All right. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, Mr. Yoba, welcome to Indianapolis and thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. I just landed in your fair city. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> noticed the whole basketball court in the airport, ready for the All Star weekend. Yes, I got to get out there and see that. Um, I dropped they my got son. A whole basketball court in yeah. the airport. A whole, an entire, <laughs> full length basketball court. But they ain't had no basketball, so I didn't get to shoot around. Oh, you didn't get to. <laughs> You didn't get to drain it. I'm upset about that. We need to talk to somebody. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we, we will have to talk to somebody because when you go back through, we'll make sure, we'll see if they can get you a ball out there so you can at least take a jump. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you once again for, for being here. And, and again, welcome. Um, and and the, uh, the conversation that you're about to moderate uh, this afternoon at uh, Martin University is a heavy one. Uh, tell us about what it is you're hoping to to bring uh, to the conversation today. Well, hopefully, you know, folks want to come see me, so they show up. And get some information <laughs> okay. They need. Okay. You know, that's, that's the trick, right? Right. <laughs> yep. Star <laughs> power. So yeah, no, I have family here. So actually, a cousin of mine uh, is working on this uh, this initiative, and reached out a couple of weeks ago and just said, you know, would you be interested in coming through? 
to, you know, bring some attention to a very, very critical issue mm-hmm. um, that I think a lot of us don't really pay as much attention to. I know I, I personally hadn't been as well, but um, uh, it was kind of scary to find out just the lack of information that still persists in our community uh, mm-hmm. as it relates to HIV infection rates, particularly mm-hmm. for black women who are number two uh, behind gay men. And, you know, so when I asked, well, what do we hope to achieve? Mm-hmm. And she began to talk to me about just her passion as a black woman, as a mother, the the lack of information that people have. Uh, it sounded very much like the 80s to me, mm. you know. And so I, I was shocked to realize how few people are getting tested, um, the, the, the infection rates um, locally. And so I just said, if I can, if I can show up and, and speak to some folks who are professionals working in the space, if they are, you know, people with lived experience and just moderate a conversation to hopefully, you know, raise awareness and, and hope, hopefully change behaviors, then I'm down to come through on my way to South Carolina tomorrow. Um, I was actually at a conference in, in um, Atlanta, but I, I shortened that to come here to do this. Uh, I thought it was important. Thank you for doing that. We really appreciate it. James, uh, yeah. you have a question for Mr. Yoba? Yeah, Mr. Yoba, thank you so much for being with us. Um, if people don't know you, just think about those two popular films that you were in of Tyler Perry's, Why Did I Get Married? and Why Did I Get Married Too? Uh, you were great in both of those. Thank you for sharing your your abilities with us on the screen. Um, Mm -hmm. But the screen is a long way from the street, especially a woman who, you know, just has a casual relationship with some person that she feels deeply for, and she finds herself winding up uh, with uh, HIV. Um, Is there anything, anything that we can tell uh, women today to, to protect themselves besides getting tested uh, from from this uh, this disease, which frankly there's no cure for, although they can get it down so that it's not replicating and um, you know it, they can um, stop the, the the virus from from spreading. But is there anything that we can tell uh, the women to to try to protect themselves uh, short of getting tested, which should be number one? Well, I don't think it's just about the women, right? I think that it's, it's men as well. I think that as a community, we just need to be informed in general, right? And there's certainly protocol that people can engage in um, to prevent the spread. So there's something called PrEP, which, you know, I think a lot of, even from a marketing perspective, people might see these ads for PrEP and they might think it's, it's, it's strictly for the LGBTQIA community, but it's for everybody, Right. So I think that's one. I think just knowing that there's protocol that you can you can uh, uh, follow to make sure that you prevent that. There's certainly medicines that can keep you alive. It's not a death sentence. It's not something to be afraid of or fearful of. I just think that in general, as a community, when it comes to health issues and not just with HIV, you know, if we could be talking about men and prostate cancer. You know, mm-hmm. we can talk about getting the importance of colonoscopies or getting heart scans. I just think as a community, we over-index when it comes to health dis- health disparities, mm-hmm. right? But we also over-index with our lack of action that we take. And so yeah. I just think in general, make sure that you put yourself in position to be as informed as possible on all things related to our health, our mental health, our financial health, our physical health. So I just think it's an approach to life, right? Mm-hmm. Do we have... 
do we have a robust attitude toward living, you know, making sure that we are as informed as possible. So certainly showing up tonight, um, and forgive me because I don't have the venue's name. In uh, Martin University, uh, the Gathertorium yeah, at yeah. Martin University. So that's, yeah. that's, that's the place. That's why I'm here. And so hopefully mm-hmm. more folks who are listening right now, you know, will come out and, 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 and get the information that they need. But I just think that that's really what we hope, not men, mm-hmm. women, children, that folks are informed and, and pass that information on and, and, and live responsibly. Well, New York. Okay, go ahead, James. Go ahead. Well, just a quick follow. So, how often should should people get tested? Um, should it be if they're, uh, you I'm, know, I'm not, I can't. Even, I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a professional. Mm-hmm. So, I, I would imagine at minimum when you get your yearly checkup, mm-hmm. or every yeah. six months, like mm-hmm. some folks I know do. Some folks I know might get tested every three months. I don't. So, I, I can't speak from. I'm not going to give anybody any medical advice. Mm-hmm. I would say that I'm here to to facilitate a conversation that will include medical professionals that could speak much more uh, uh, knowledgeably than I can. Mm-hmm. So, so people should get tested more than I, they are now. Tell, more than they I are now. Tell you this, I will tell you this. Personally, I get tested every year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mr. Yoba, using your platform. Uh, to affect uh, social change is something that not everybody does. Um, and you basically came out of the gate saying, I hope people are coming to see me so that I can, you know, spread this message. Uh, the importance of people like well, you. Well, no, no, no. I hope that. No, well, I well, said that use, well, I know, but yeah. but but it's, so. it's still a form of using your platform uh, to, yes, to, to communicate uh, a very yes. important message. Um, and yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what I was, uh, that's what I was getting at. And do, do you think enough people do that? Well, my work in community started when I was 16 years old Mm -hmm. and I'm 56 Mm -hmm. and I do this work across all health issues. Like I mentioned, financial health, mental health, emotional health, Mm -hmm. physical health. So this isn't the only thing that I do, um, Mm -hmm. just to, you know, I have a, a, a real estate development company, and our slogan is builder of people, places, and things in that order. Mm-hmm. So we do education programs. We do media around it. I just think that we need to be informed in general. So that's that's part and parcel to who I am. So I don't necessarily expect people, just because they have a public name, mm-hmm. to be driven by a sense of service to community. That just happens to be my particular walk and purpose. So yeah, I think that there's more people that are doing it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to see that, that there are folks out here who do have platforms are being respect, more responsible in the ways that they think they need to. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that you have to be a public person to be responsible. Absolutely. Right? I've been doing this work long before the world knew my name because of movies and television. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fireside Conversation this evening, moderated by actor Malik Yoba tonight, February 7th, 4.30 to 7 p.m. at Martin University. The Gathertorium is free and open to the public. Uh, Mr. Yoba is right here, and I have to say one of my my favorites and one of the first things I saw. Well, cool runnings. I saw you in that, but uh, New York Undercover. and uh, just, 30 years, uh, baby. 30th yeah. anniversary this year. Oh, really? So, yeah, we'll actually be touring with the cast of New York Undercover this year. Oh, my uh, goodness. All those super-duper New York Undercover fans. That was a powerful series. Recreating the the Natalie's nightclub moments where artists have performed on the show. Wow. And uh, so stay tuned for that. I love that powerful series. Um, Have a couple of questions for you, and then I'm going to let you go get ready for uh, this evening. Uh, Nikoya, go ahead. How are you? 
Hello. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Thank you. Good. That's good. Um, my name is McCoy, as you uh, uh, stated, and I am a community liaison and I'm part of the uh, outreach team. Um, I'm unfortunately not located in Indiana, but we are uh, located in Florida. Mm-hmm. And um, we go out and test in the community as well as in our clinic. And right now, with this being uh, National Black Awareness Day mm-hmm. for HIV, um, unfortunately here in Florida, the black and brown community um, is the highest that has ever been. And that mm. is what we are always out talking about PrEP and NPEP and how to um, get tested and how often to get tested. I heard you guys talking about earlier um, when to get tested. So in my professional opinion, it is all about risk factors and how many partners that you're having and if you're doing it unprotected. Um, if you are doing it unprotected with two or more partners um, in a year, it is our recommendation that you are tested at least every three to six months. Mm, wow. Hey, Thank so, Ms. Nicoya, when you say it's the highest it's ever been, can you give us sort of a gauge on that? Uh, like uh, what what measurement did cause you to, to say that? Well, um, in the um, our priority population is 75% higher than it was two years ago. No. That's uh, the what's the priority population again? Black and brown community, ages mm-hmm. from thirteen to uh, forty nine. Wow! 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 Now um, I know that we're located in Florida. Okay. However, if you want an at-home test sent to you, so like some people may have a hard time getting out to a testing facility, and some uh, testing facilities may charge them, but we don't. So if you go to my Epic dot org m y e p i c dot org and request for a free at home test to be sent to you yeah. uh, myself or someone a part of my uh, team will give you a call and say are you still interested in getting that test if you are um, we'll send it to you and you can do the test at home we just ask that you call us back with your results so that we can uh, finish up your paperwork from there wow Good information. Wow. Thank yes, you so much. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. My in. pleasure. Like, I knew today was Black Awareness Day uh-huh. as far as HIV and AIDS, and it was my ultimate goal. We weren't able to do an event today, but, like, mm-hmm. this helped. <laughs> I was able to be reach the community. Indeed you have. Indeed you have. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, you know what? Uh, unfortunately, Nicoya was not able to do an event. Fortunately, we are. Uh, in part due to the help of, um, well, like our guest, uh, Malik Yoba, yeah. uh, the, the acclaimed actor, highly acclaimed actor Malik Yoba. I, I have to tell you, my sister used to go nuts when you'd come on TV. So I, she's she's going to have right. a fit. She has, she had to work today. She's not going to be able to hear. But um, in part due to the efforts of people like uh, our colleague and, and longtime community activist, Dr. Tommy Brown, who is back on the line with us. Dr. Brown, uh, uh, did uh, is Dr. Brown still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, there you are. Okay, go ahead. How are you, Dr. Brown? been on and off the phone, but I'm glad to have Malik Yoba here. Uh-huh. And uh, there are going to be a bunch of people, my brother. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going <laughs> to get them to over there to Martin University. That's one of the, that's one of our basic uh, historical black colleges in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. uh, Tina and them, I started back in 1979, 78 when we developed Martin to become what it has become, and it's even be more becoming. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Malika is very important, and feel free to do your thing. 
<laughs> I'm here for that. I'm, I'm happy to be here to support in any way I can. I'd like to ask you one question, Malik. Where, what is your roots historically with your family? Is it in the South or what? Uh, the Caribbean and in the South. In the Caribbean? Oh, okay. What, what, what state? Because guess what? I'm from the old school of the uh, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. And I worked well, in... Well, you know, well, I have some roots in South Carolina, Columbia more specifically. Oh. I'm, I'm, so you, you, you uh, were a member of SNCC? Yeah, Stokely and all of us were roadies, man. Julian Bond, uh, Bob Moses, Charlie Cop, Charlie's still alive. Well, you know what? I feel very honored to speak to you because here's a little tidbit. When I was 20 years old, I went to, uh, on the 25th anniversary of the Freedom Rides uh, from New York City to Neshoba County, Mississippi. No, you Greyhound didn't. Buses, on Greyhound buses, retracing the, the route of the SNCC workers to wow. test whether or not the Greyhound buses were actually desegregated. Yep. And as you know, the SNCC uniform that James Farmer wore and the other Bob Moses that you just mentioned, the overalls and the white T-shirt, that was me at a 20-year-old trying to be like y'all. And guess what? So I, thank you. Hey, thank hey, you hey, hey, Malik, I still have my SNCC button, the black and white hand. So, okay. There if you, you want to pass it on to me, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> you know that's interesting you say south carolina columbia to be exact my grandfather uh, an ame minister retired in west columbia we used to go there in the summers uh and visit west columbia south carolina never lived I'm there yeah i'll be in columbia on monday i'm heading to charleston and Hillman oh my goodness. over the weekend yeah on some real estate stuff but then i'm speaking at a high school in columbia on monday oh wow wonderful wonderful what's the topic going to be I'm part of a production. We oh, okay. uh, worked on a, a, a little uh, film production down there. Okay. So I'm down there to just speak to some of the kids at the school that auditioned for it. Well, oh, well, fantastic. Before before we have to let you go, and again, I want to be respectful of your time because I know you have to prepare, and this is coming up at 4:30. Uh, but what what's going on? What can uh, what can your fans, uh, your your acting fans, uh, your entertainment fans, what do they have to look forward to? You typically have something um, in the works. I know you said the 20, 30 year anniversary of New York Undercover, so, but what else um, are you working on? If, if, if anybody who's a fan of Blue Bloods, mm -hmm. they'll see me on Blue Bloods, mm -hmm. which premieres this month. And I just did a, a film uh, for Tubi called Snatched with some of my friends, Janet Hubert that was on Fresh Prince and Lance Gross and V. Bozeman who was with me in um, uh, Empire and Zuley Haneo, uh, some of you may know, we did a movie called Feel the Noise together. So I just finished that a couple of weeks ago in L.A. So some stuff coming out. Sounds like it. Sounds like you're, you're always busy. I mean, looking at your body of work, I mean, my goodness, <laughs> movies, television. What what do you enjoy most? Owning Yoba Development, my company. <laughs> okay, so okay. Ownership is everything. And this is what I meant about how we have to be informed. Mm -hmm. You know, if we don't own things, if we don't create things, then we're just consumers. And so... As much as I love film and television, uh, where I'm at in my life is about ownership, both in that space as well. So I've got uh, stuff that's coming in the pipeline I'm producing and developing. But I've been doing a lot of work around real estate development all over the country uh, for the last 16 years. And so building Yoba Development, like I said, at this intersection of real estate, education, and media is really, really important. Uh, educating communities around how we can 
play in these spaces that we're underrepresented in, uh, I think it's really, really important. But that, that excites me more than anything. Wow. Mr. Yoba, thank you so, so very much for being with us. And uh, thank, thank you for the invite. All right. And then thank you again for coming uh, coming to Indianapolis to facilitate this very important conversation that's going to kick off uh, in a little about two hours from now. So uh, go ahead and rest up. I know you said you just got in and, you know, thank you for making time for us. Yeah, no, no, no problems. Thank you. Right. Have a great day. You too. Indeed. And again, uh, actor, highly acclaimed actor uh, Malik Yoba. Uh, he is going to be at Martin University um, again around two hours from now. Uh, wow, James, it's it's not every day. And Dr. Brown, I want to thank you for making that happen. It's not all the time that we get a celebrity, um, the statue of a Malik Yoba, uh, to sit down and talk with us uh, two hours before uh, he's about to uh, facilitate a, a very important conversation. So, uh, Dr. Brown, thank you again for making that happen. He's a, he's a, a, a you know, a very, uh, very distinguished young man. I mean, very well. He said he's fifty, so middle aged, very distinguished man. <laughs> okay, that's right. And there's an old saying. I'm gonna leave you alone. You know, I, I, I remember a lot of. Uh, they say boys will be boys, mm-hmm. and then you got a bunch of men who are still trying to be boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll leave that for James. You know he'll play with that. Okay, okay. I'll let James work it out. I'll let James work it out. Thank you, Dr. Brown. All right. Have a wonderful event. Thank you, indeed. And again, this is a fireside conversation in observance of National Black HIV uh, Awareness Day, uh, moderated by Malik Yoba tonight. This afternoon, it starts at yeah, 4.30, 430 to, to 7, 7 p.m. So it starts uh, in the afternoon and ends at night. Like it's yeah, it ends in the evening. So it's going to be quite uh, quite interesting and I'm sure quite robust uh, and very thought-provoking. This, he seems like a, a man with a lot on his mind, and I'm sure um, yeah, this yeah. conversation. Yeah, I like what he said. He besides what he's bringing to the topic of HIV awareness, mm-hmm. national, you know, yeah. National Black HIV Awareness Day, mm-hmm. Um his conversation, what he was talking about ownership, yeah. you know, I mean, that's 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 the direction yeah. that a lot of leaders are saying, hey, you know, what I did in movies, fine, what, you know, my career, mm-hmm. great, I went to the top of the, but ownership, that's that's something that uh, we, we as folks need to get back. Economic muscle, you know, so yes. much of the economic muscle of African Americans and us as a community has been just whittled away or been whittling mm-hmm. away. Uh, over the years, and and we got it. We got to get some of that back. We got to get it yep. back, and we have to teach uh, economic muscle to, to uh, the young, to, to the younger yep. ones. Yeah, we do. Uh, so uh, if you can, and Malik Yoba, seeing him today, four thirty to seven is absolutely free. Uh, just just show up, uh, and it should be a wonderful time. The Gathertorium at Martin University, twenty one eighty six North Sherman Drive, four thirty uh, to seven o'clock. So. Um, James, uh, what as I was saying, as we were talking about uh, before um, Mr. Yoba arrived, uh, <laughs> I was uh, joking with the AJ, and I said, you know, yeah. the, these DPW workers were throwing down and filling up these potholes. They were working like Hebrew slaves, honey. They were they were moving, <laughs> they were doing it, and uh, I, like I said, I know that they're working at a at a very uh, accelerated pace. Uh, yeah. um, I wish we had that all the time. But, you know, we'll yeah. take it. We'll take it. But with 3,900, 3,900 and, and more being uh, potholes in Indianapolis and Marion County already recorded, we have got to keep reporting those. we got to keep yeah. reporting because that's the only way to keep 
uh, pressure um, on the city to do uh, more about this. And I, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of, I, I like the the mindset of I can't remember who it was that said it, but this uh, might have been, might have been lifestyles. But anyway, that Indianapolis hasn't always had this problem. I mean, it's been a problem for a very long time, far too long. But what what about before? What about before? How did we how did we handle this, and how did it, it get into such a state, uh, an accumulative state of disrepair? Uh, you know, it seems like it just gets worse and worse and worse. AJ, you said you were on a you were on a city bus the other day, and the bus went down. Yeah, riding the Indigo down 10th Street, and we hit a pothole so deep it it leaned the bus. We're we're all in there leaning, looking a little crazy at each other. Like, what's going on? That's worse than turbulence on a plane. Horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Horrible. It is. I mean, when when you go down in these bad boys, you go down in them because these are deep. These the ones that I've come across and run into are very very deep. So the mayor's action center, please keep calling. If you see one, report one. If you see ten, report ten. Three, well, yeah, three one seven, three two seven four six two two again. Three one seven, yeah, three two seven four six two two is the mayor's action line. You got to report yep. the potholes. Yeah, I, I did my four um, four reports today i did four different addresses today uh to that to that very number three two seven four six two two yeah three one seven yeah today tina i did it before the show wow so yeah um that's the thing to do and you know get them on the list and i, I know they're uh, they're probably running several shifts uh mm. ahead of this all-star game to try to try to uh you know put a dent in it so mm-hmm uh well yeah they they it's all hands on deck there's no doubt about that yeah. it is clearly 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 all hands on deck um uh for that so um let's see veterans okay uh so but if you so if you see streets blocked off especially around the downtown area uh just know that uh the city is hard at work trying to get all i don't know the difference between hot mix cold mix i don't know the difference between i don't know the material makeup I don't know any of that. I just know that whatever your know, hot mix and cold mix, um, I don't know that I don't know the specifics of it. I don't know what you know what makes. Well, I don't either, but I know that they know that something big is coming here, something huge, this huge event, and there's been criticism, uh, especially on this airways, about the you know the the, the tremendous um, holes in the street and. Uh, I don't. I can't speak for other talk shows because I don't <laughs> listen to too many. But um, you know, I, I think the mayor is kind of heard that message, and it's like you said, all hands on deck. They've got to do something, uh, and hopefully, it won't just be in the downtown area. It will be out where in the neighborhoods too, because it's horrible out there as well. Yeah, and these weather swings and weather extremes really exacerbate the situation. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it whatsoever but when you can take down a city bus with a pothole there's some pothole problems <laughs> and you're bouncing up and down hey let's take it uh, we're gonna go to open lines i guess the rest of the way out uh we can catch up on some other stuff uh but we'll do open lines the rest of the way out 317-972-3008 317-972-3008 we'll be right back right after this
Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. James, it's been a day uh, on the show so far, but we'll we'll go to open lines, 317-972-3008. Just had a really nice conversation uh, with well-known acclaimed actor Malik Yoba, uh, who's... uh, Wow, he's going to be moderating. Today, of course, is uh, Black HIV Awareness Day uh, yeah. and uh, we're, uh, National Black HIV Awareness Day. And uh, he's uh, he's going to be moderating a, a, a conversation about uh, HIV, our community, especially women, and, um, you know, all of us doing better. Yeah, it's a conversation that needs to be had. I mean, the, the one thing that him and Dr. Brown and um, – Dr. T stressed was that information, information, it, it sort of dropped off the radar, hasn't it, mm, Tina? Yeah, kind of has. Kind of has. Uh, so, but uh, thank good good for them, the Marion County um, uh, Minority Health Coalition and, and the other partners for keeping this uh, in the forefront and, and observing yeah, today, yeah. which is National Black HIV um, Awareness Day. 730, uh, no, 730, 7.00. 4.30 to 7, 4.30 to 7, 4.30 to 7 uh, at Martin University. I don't want to get any of that wrong because I don't want anybody to miss it. So 4.30 to yeah. 7 p.m. at Martin University, all free. Uh, I feel like you have a mm-hmm. good turnout. Come out and enjoy uh, the conversation. So uh, what's on your mind, James? What do you What do you know good? What do you, well, I don't know. A lot's going, going on, like on. you said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know I... I heard you live for a little while yesterday and you were mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. the the ruling against Trump. So I don't need to, mm-hmm. to go over that again, but well, I, you know, I don't want to talk about him per se. I'm just trying to, to help folks to understand and to draw lines. I mean, just, I mean, we can, we can have the same conversation about what we just talked about with the potholes, because yeah. if, if you want to complain about potholes and you don't understand that the funding formula comes out of the state legislature, which is underway right now. How are you gonna? How are you gonna affect any change? How are you gonna impact to get them in any change whatsoever? So you you know you got to start with your city county councilor, who probably you know the, the council. I don't know how they they lean on lawmakers or whatever, but I do know that they lobby them. But if they don't yeah. know that their constituents are upset about potholes, then how how are they gonna know? Or how are the folks over there that make these funding formulas and put these funding formulas together going to know? And it's the same thing with the the court ruling. You have to understand the the all out just uh, frenetic way that so many of these uh, politicians are trying to mimic and and uh, you know set you know, pattern themselves and their policies behind what they think was a successful presidency of, of 45. Uh, yeah, and if you, you're wondering where things are coming from, that it's there. I mean, we've got a, a person running for governor now that says, I've been endorsed by Donald Trump. We've got another person running for governor that says, I am an outsider. we got another one that says, the Bible. So uh, these are all Republicans. And these are all taking pages from the playbook of you know who now the the problem that they're all going to have is they're not him so i don't yeah. care how successful you think his playbook has been for him it ain't gonna work for you 
But yeah. yet it doesn't stop them from trying. And in the meantime, if we're not, as, as Taiwan was saying, we're not staying involved in the process. Don't get don't get distracted by the shiny objects, which I think the media does one one time too much. But understand where it's all coming from so that you can dismantle it and you will know that that that's all i'm saying about that and that was a point i guess i probably didn't make as well but i was still trying to make it you got to know you got to connect the dots and you got to draw direct lines so that you know where to put your efforts and your energies it's connected and it has something to do with persuasion um there was a Mm -hmm. there's a saying out there uh that if you tell somebody something long enough um, even if it's a lie, even if it's untrue, and especially if it's untrue, they they are going to believe it. It is incredible mm-hmm. to me that that a significant number of of people who who call themselves Republicans they work and uh, uh, they work in Republican um, circles, they vote Republican, um, and it is incredible the the number of them who believe. That that the current president Joseph R. Biden is not the president because one person says so, mm-hmm. and, and I mean it, it's just this lie has been perpetuated so much that it becomes it becomes the truth. State it, it laws have been truth. state laws have been made so, yeah. around the lie, and and things that are going to yeah. start to hamper you and affect you and impact you are going to be all as a result of the big lie and you gotta you gotta know it and how to dismantle it so that's right uh but anyway that was all um saying about that one but uh, and you know we're talking oh james here we go yeah you remember the last time you were here uh friday mm-hmm. uh we were uh really really fortunate enough to get uh, on the phone uh bishop hezekiah walker uh yeah. to talk about the legends of gospel concert that's coming up that we're going to be giving tickets away to tomorrow and Friday. Uh, and uh, But we were also uh, talking about black history, and so we didn't get a chance to hear uh, some of the black history uh, shares uh, that that were lined up for the day, and you had a share. So uh, do you want to share now? Can you? Or are you prepared? Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. I can. My, mine is, uh, it was, I think, just, emphasized recently i'm i'm not the the sole source of it but i'm just going to report what i saw and what happened on um uh, february 2nd um was really significant in my view it was a community gathering at the landmark center and it was uh, a program uh themed what really happened on Indiana Avenue, uh, a black history uh, story. And this was presented by the landmark, um, you know, the Indiana Landmarks uh, uh, Black Heritage and and Preservation Program, which is headed by Eunice Trotter, a famed Mm -hmm. journalist locally anyway, Mm -hmm. Eunice Trotter. Um, And also it was kind of the the idea of, of Paula Brooks of Reclaim Indiana Avenue. And what they did, Tina, was there was a there was talk about history and, and historical things and black history in particular. There was an overview of the Indiana Avenue history in the 1970s and 1980s, uh, and it was kind of initially uh, initially outlined by uh, Charles Blair. He's a former general manager of the Indianapolis Recorder mm-hmm. newspaper mm-hmm. and a program officer at Lilly Endowment at one time, and then. 
after his spiel, there, there was uh, presentations uh, is a panel discussion, really, uh, with this outstanding panel. It was like an all-star panel and included, um, listen to these names, uh, Faye Williams, a civil rights leader. She's been on this show before. Uh, attorney, Lori, attorney, William, attorney Faye Williams. Yes, yeah, yeah. attorney Faye Williams. She's our Juneteenth expert, having been born and raised in Galveston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Slash was on the panel, former deputy mayor of Indianapolis and president of the Indianapolis Urban League. Jim Morris, vice president of Pacers Sports and Entertainment, talking about the All-Star Game coming up, and former president of Lilly Endowment, Ken Morgan. He was a first executive director. Oh, yeah, director. Ken Morgan. Basketball player, former you know basketball player. Yeah. yeah, a first executive director of the Madam Walker Urban Life Center. Now, these discussion themes, what really happened on Indiana Avenue, a story untold, where do we go from here? And, and by the way, where do we go from here? Um, we're talking about Indiana Avenue. When you talk about Indiana Avenue, you have to talk about the Walker Center. And the panel was moderated by Alilia Bundles, mm-hmm. the great-granddaughter of Madam C.J. Walker. And, you know, without getting everybody bogged down, you know, on this report, what I did was I, I, I wrote down some of what they, each panelist said. And here's a sampling of what they said. Um, Alilia Bundles started out by saying 300 20 acres were condemned um, with the planning of I-65 and I-70 through the Indiana Avenue uh, corridor. Um, that was what she said. She said some other things, which I'm going to tell you in a minute, but that's how kind of she started out. Um, Ken Morgan, who you mentioned, the former basketball mm-hmm. player, mm-hmm. here's his quote. Black-owned businesses along Indiana Avenue was inspiring. He was talking about when he was a young person, he, all those black-owned businesses, it was the lifeblood of our community, unquote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe Slash, Joe Slash, former deputy mayor, uh, speaking of former Mayor Hudnut, Mr. Slash said, he believed that making sure the core of our city, including Indiana Avenue, which, they, which was in the northwest quadrant, mm-hmm. was maintained, that Indiana Avenue, he's saying Hudnut believed that Indiana Avenue should be preserved. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Here's one thing Faye Williams said, who I thought was one of the most outstanding of the panelists. Most of the banks in the Indianapolis uh, city did not lend mortgages to certain segments of the city. Aha. Uh-huh. Did not lend mortgages until we know. Um, uh, here's, here's a bundle's main opening statement, mm-hmm. a part of it, anyway. 17,000 people were displaced, 8,000 homes, businesses, and other buildings demolished, 29 churches raised, 11 others closed or moved as a result of the construction of I-65, I-70, the IUPUS, PUI Mm. campus expansion, and the IU um, uh, Medical Center uh, expansion as well. So it also, she said, here's her closing kind of opening sentence, the collateral damage to communities and families continue, continue until this day, collateral damage. Faye Williams, she did a survey of the area. She was working for a company that was uh, doing uh, the, the, uh, a, a city, uh, a city uh, I think it was like a, 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 a listing of city businesses. I discovered that many of the renters or leasers, leases, some of the businesses' properties along the avenue 
thought that they were making payments to eventually purchase those properties. These were people who were paying rent, they were paying their leasors, thought they were making payments to buy their buildings, but they weren't registered. Those transactions weren't registered, and she found many, many, Tina, um, that when they got done making their payments, they did not own their businesses. The businesses were owned by somebody else. It was incredible. There was a thousand people registered um, 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 online, and um, I think there was around, according to Paula Brooks, there was around 350 or so, 400 people in that room who showed up, but it was filled at that landmarks in the in the church auditorium. Um, uh, you know, people. I'd say really. Some of the unknown, unsung leaders in mm -hmm. uh, the Indianapolis black community were there. So that is my contribution to, to Black History Month, what happened there. Wow, what a contribution uh, yeah. indeed. Yeah, thank you for that, James, and, and some heavyweights. And you know Attorney Williams is always one of our favorites. Yes, uh, so, she tells yeah. it like it is. Yes, she does. So, uh, Speaking of telling it like it is... Uh, <laughs> Dion Levingston, our regional VP and GM, is here uh, in studio. Dion, I boy, it's hard to catch you. I yeah. can't believe you're here. We got a lot of good things going on, so I'm just <laughs> popping in. We got a lot of good things going on. I'm just really proud of the city as a whole as we prepare for All-Star. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really good things that the city of Indianapolis is putting together, that the Pacers are putting together in conjunction with the NBA. So it should be a great weekend next week. To jump on what James was just saying, um, next time you have Samson on, you should have Samson really talk about that. Samson mm -hmm. can go into depth on how um, black neighborhoods were destroyed by mm -hmm. universities and yeah. highways and interstates. Mm -hmm. Across yeah. this country, where you see um, some of the most predominant universities in the country and um, some of the most massive highways or interstates or intersections, they used to be predominantly booming African-American um, locations and neighborhoods. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. you know what, Dion, just to add to that, I forgot one quote from Jim Morris, vice chairman of Pacer Sports and Entertainment, former president of Lily Endowment. He went after Alilia Bundles, and he said this, because the room was really quiet when he spoke, I am sensitive to what happened there, all of the pain. Sorry about that. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's um, and, and you can, like I said, Samson. Samson can go on and on and on and list city after city, neighborhood yeah. after neighborhood, wow. where they put either an interstate or they put a university to in a predominantly black neighborhood. Hey, I just came in really quick and popped my head in because. <laughs> We just released, I did this yesterday, we released the last set of holds for the gospel concert mm -hmm. on Thursday oh, I gave away two at them. Butler. Yeah. Oh, you gave away some? All right. We got two more for tomorrow, two more for Friday. Oh, there we yeah. go. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. a lot of people were like, "We y'all don't have no more good seats. There are no seats left in the first five rows. There are seats in the first five rows now. We wow. literally released them. There are seats in the first row. Wow. So um, if you want now, I just want all y'all looking for a hookup. I just want because I know it's Indianapolis. It ain't no hookup price because there were no tickets there before. So when you go there, I don't want nobody texting or calling me going, oh, my God, oh, my God. No, if you want to sit in the front row or the second row, that's a unique experience, especially for a show like this. 
but um, we literally just released them. And I just wanted to come in and mm. let everybody know that we just released those. They're excellent seats. They're in the first row, second row, third row, fourth row. Um, and get them while they're there. If you have a friend that you're going to the show with, it will be an amazing show. Thursday at Butler. Um, we will be honoring Oscar Robinson. Yeah. Um, that Back to what James was just talking about. They played their games at Butler um, because yeah. they did not have um, a the home. Field house, the old field house. Yeah, and yeah. it's interesting when you talk to him and he talks about how they had to hitchhike to <laughs> Butler to play their games. Yeah. And how when they were in the state tournament, they didn't let them warm up on the floor because they said they had an unfair advantage because they played their games at, at um, Butler. So, um, but yeah, the, he'll get a special award from um, us and from Butler that night as we honor um, Legends of Gospel. We honor in, Indiana hometown, home, um, hometown legends. So wow. yeah, uh, really looking forward to that. I just want to let everybody know because last time I was in here, there were no seats. There are seats now in the first, second, and third rows you can grab. There are now. There are now. There are right now. An hour from we now. literally, re- we literally yeah. just released them. There are now. Yeah, so. don't know about an hour from now. Those things are going like hotcakes. <laughs> well, and then I think you you're having a couple people come in and out talking about all the other all star activities mm-hmm. too, right? Over the next week or so, because yeah. there's a lot going on. Uh, in Samson, I got to get him nailed down too. I'd like to talk to him at least by Monday. Oh yeah. Um, or no later than Monday. Because he's got a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that... Yeah. It's just a lot. We just do events right in Indianapolis. We do. Yeah. yeah. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of... Yeah. We do enough of them. We should be doing them right. <laughs> <laughs> we do enough. And, uh, and De- uh, Dion, wasn't it Hezekiah Walker mm-hmm. who said that he point. might uh, release oh. or play his new song and then, you know, do something for a recording? What was that? He, we record a live album here. He yeah. said he's yeah. going to release a song that um, that he's never, um, it'll be the first time he's ever performed it. He's going to perform it in Indy. And yeah. he said he's going to come back and um, do a live album here at some point. It's interesting. This city loves Hezekiah. I mean, <laughs> we have done, this station itself has done three separate events with him. We've sold two of them out. Um, and we did the state fair with him. We had about 7,000 people for free day at the state fair. And then for the Super Bowl, when the Super Bowl was here, we did a free event at Eastern Star, and we turned away at least 2,000. I mean, I I don't even count. I I can remember the call I got from the police department Mm -hmm. saying, y'all didn't let us know y'all were doing this, and we got to close down the streets and everything. I was like, oh, my bad. I didn't think it'd be like this. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, it should be great. And um, this is the first time that all of them have been on together, that Donnie and Donnie McCurk and uh, mm-hmm. Marvin Sapp, Hezekiah Walker been on together. And that's Anthony that's not Brown. even taking Anthony Brown and Fred, Fred Hammond. Fred Hammond, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, Fred Hammond, he's, uh, he's an icon unto himself. He's done mm-hmm. movies. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fred Hammond does. And we've had Fred Hammond came back. We did with, um, when we promoted um, Eastern Star's um, watch service with Fred Hammond mm. three years ago, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm aging myself. But it was a couple years ago we did that in conjunction um, with um, Eastern Star. I think it was like three years ago, maybe. Yeah. I had, I'm sorry. I, I, it all I, rose I, together. Yeah, it does after I'm a while. sure Sherry or Pastor Johnson or somebody or Lisa, somebody's hearing me going, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> So, <laughs> but it's close. It's, it's close. close. It's close. Close enough. Close enough. All righty. Thank you, Dion. Yep. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, 
Let's see. We have uh, we got just a couple of minutes. Uh, let's see. Pierre, go ahead. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, Tina and James. Hey, Tina, did I win anything? Not that I know of. What were you? What were you <laughs> trying to? Oh. What were you trying to oh, get? Dude, I, th- I thought you were giving away tickets to. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, those are gone. You got to call. You got to call again tomorrow. Those are gone. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. No tickets for Pierre today. No. Okay. Mm -mm. Oh, any rate. Well, I was going to hit this immigration thing Mm -hmm. um, real quick with you two. Uh, Just and um, maybe we can get you guys can get into it tomorrow. But um, um, are are, where you guys at now? Are you guys still um, saying let them in or or what? Uh, well, where are I mean, you on it, Pierre? <laughs> oh, you know where I'm at on it. Every no, I, I, because it every... seems like uh, now. Here's the thing, and as far as immigration is concerned, um, I, yeah, New York Governor Kathy Hochul had a really, really good interview the other day, and I liked it a lot. Um, and she was talking about how a fantastic deal, a very conservative deal that maybe even you would have liked, Pierre, that the uh, the Democrats <laughs> and the Republicans, the bipartisan, put together. Uh, to uh, address the problem at the border, the southern border, and that the Republicans, after Donald Trump told them, no, I don't want that, I want it to be a mess because that way it'll help me with the election and I want Biden to take, you know, okay. So she, her point was, uh, and her message to Republicans was, you broke it, you own it. And so they are going to make Republicans own the problem at the border. No, they're not. You you don't think so? No, they're not. Well, here's my thing. Um, uh, you know where I stand. You don't think uh, so, Dan. Ne- nearly every last one of them, in my opinion, needs to go back. And um, this country mm-hmm. needs to build an effective deportation system that mm-hmm. the world has never seen. That the world has ever seen. Uh, if the Democrats think, and I'm a Democrat, and I, I just I love mm-hmm. the party, but if they think that folk in Chicago are not going to clown this summer over this issue boy they got another thing okay. coming okay we'll and see. um the president needs to get up there he needs to get up to michigan um he needs to deal with the um uh, mm-hmm. the um that community on this thing with gaza uh and he needs to uh, get out there to chicago and talk to the citizens out there these folks need to go back okay all right i got it i got it now why do you think i i you know she seemed very clear and very firm no. in the messaging no. and she said that no. that's going to be the messaging no. is that no you, you don't see it no. um in general democrats get repositioned on issues like crazy Okay, so you think the Democrats are going to get pushed around they're on gonna this? They're going to get repositioned on it. And, and they're going to get repositioned on it, and um, and I, I just don't see how it ends up there. It is I don't interesting. think they will. I don't think they can afford to. I and, think this will be a different time. It, it is interesting, though, and, and we don't really have time to get in this, no. and, and I'm not trying to store the hornet's nest before I leave to Yeah, you, you are. <laughs> but, but it's interesting when I hear us, right? Uh-huh. When I when I hear us talk about people going home, yeah, or borders being closed, <laughs> or um, I just I just think it's interesting because there's so many people in this country right now oh, that <laughs> exactly, especially with what's going on right now, uh-huh. um, that 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 want us gone, and um, so mm-hmm. I just think that's yeah. interesting when we start talking about that and mm-hmm. we start pointing that out. And then I also think it's interesting when I hear us make comments 
about Israel and other things. And I just, I, I just hope, and not, and not saying Pierre hadn't looked and got his all his facts together. Cause Tina, your show, people that call your show have all the facts together. But I was on a survey the other day, and guess where people 18 to 34, the mass majority of them get their news? Oh, they get it on, yeah, uh, handheld online. online. Yeah. Guess, yeah, social media. Twitter, 100%. Face, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, no, no, TikTok. TikTok, number one. TikTok, number one. TikTok is where they get it, and that's why they said they're trying TikTok. to buy on TikTok. And then when you add in Twitter and Instagram, Seventy percent of people eighteen to thirty four get their news and information on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok's if, number one. If y'all ain't scared right now, TikTok, mm-hmm. owned by the Chinese by government, owned by the Chinese government, mm-hmm. and they don't even allow the same TikTok we have in America in China. In China, yeah. Y'all, don't, yeah. so when I hear stuff, I just got to smile. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, that's why they're trying to get Biden on TikTok 70% right away. Seventy percent of people, eighteen to thirty-four, get their news and information TikTok. on yeah. TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter. Yeah. yeah, that should scare everybody on this on listening to us right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. it is. It just is. It, yeah. It's it's a thing. That's why they keep hauling uh, those uh, social media executives to to Congress. Uh, I I don't know why. Nothing's yeah. taking place. I mean, uh, yeah, some states have out trying to outlaw it. You know, TikTok, and mm-hmm. still there's a way. How do you outlaw the internet? I mean, <laughs> how do you stop them from getting the information? It's just amazing how they get around it. So, gotta go. Talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you everybody later. Bye bye.